You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 36 with Jessica Orr. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, movement, mental health, mindfulness, and body image all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show will inspire you, change your mindset, and help you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin inside and out. To find the show notes for each episode and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, visit ashleypardo.com. Find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ashley K. Pardo. Find me on YouTube and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Ashley Pardo. If you have a question to be answered on this podcast, please email it to heartfoodpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Heart Food Podcast. I'm so excited to bring you this episode with my friend Jess. She is amazing. And you guys are going to hear how awesome she is in just a few moments. Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to thank you for all of the support that uh, you guys gave me after the last two episodes that I put out about alcohol. Uh, I want to clear up the fact that I'm not an alcoholic. I've never considered myself an alcoholic. Uh, I'm a gray area drinker. I'm just somebody who just feels so much better when they don't drink. And for a long time, I, I mean, I've known that for a really, really, really long time, but it hasn't been until the past like two or three years where I have like 95% given it up. Um, like I said in the episode, I don't know, like I don't plan in advance when I'm going to drink. Um, I don't know when it's going to happen, if it's going to happen. That's why I hesitate to put the label of sober on me. I'm not fully hundred percent sober. That's why I like to say sober curious. Um, but like, what I'm trying to say is to just do things that really make you feel your best. And if you know in your heart that something isn't making you feel awesome, then you have the right to do what's best for you. And like, I honestly didn't know that. I honestly didn't know that I could just do things that uh, were good for me, no matter what anybody else thought, even if they thought I was a weirdo or boring or whatever. I knew in my heart what makes me feel what made me feel awesome and I wasn't doing it. And it going to, from that to now somebody who's really unapologetic about like what's, what works for me and what doesn't, um, it's just been amazing and such an amazing growth experience for me. So it really wasn't about the alcohol. It was like what that, what giving it up for the most part really provided me with. And that was just a lot of growth and empowerment and strength and confidence, which goes right along with this episode. But, um, you know, what I would want you to think about too, is to just like be really deliberate in what you choose to do with your actions and don't just do things because you feel pressured to, or because you think somebody's going to think you're a weirdo or you want to be, you know, thought of as a certain way. No, like that stuff is just crap. You know, it's so hard to not, uh, think of that in the moment, but, um, Just, I want you to do what's best for you and, you know, be more mindful about the way that you, um, drink alcohol. If you're somebody who's kind of like 
you know, not knowing what to do with that whole thing. I'm just saying that my experience has been incredible and, um, I just feel awesome. And like I had some margaritas in Mexico, like I talked about, um, and that was fine. It, I felt it was worth it at the time and it just really wasn't a big deal. And, um, I just want to be able to provide you with my story and more information about kind of what's been going on, what's been happening and how I really did this. So like I said, that goes right into the episode we have with my friend Jess today. And we actually recorded this episode about a month and a half ago. And Jess and I have actually become much closer since we recorded because we were on uh, a business trip together in Cabo. We spent like four days together and like from the time we woke up to the time we went to bed and it was just amazing. She's such an incredible person, just so down to earth, like a straight shooter, uh, so honest and confident. She just gives off this vibe that's like, she just has her shit together and she is, I mean, none of us really have our shit together, but you know, when you meet people and you're like, wow, she's like really together. She's one of those people. And even beneath that, she has like such a kind and soft heart. And, um, I love the fact that she's very spiritual too, because I relate to that. So I'm just so thankful for her and so thankful that she came on the show. So Jess helps motivated women take unapologetic action in their training and life. Jess is the creator of Be Powerful Lifestyle Club, where women get fit, find their power, and lead full lives. She specializes specializes in coaching women to achieve hormonal fat loss and dial into their unique response to food, exercise, and their lifestyle. Jess is a mom to two boys, six and four, and coaches daily out of her home gym just south of Boston. So uh, in the episode, we really go over hormonal fat loss. Uh, You know, we do like a quick primer on it. We don't get too deep into the science. We talk about just doing what's best for you and kind of the fact that like discipline can be really good sometimes. I am somebody personally who, if I don't have discipline in my life, my life kind of goes to shit. Like it just doesn't work. So I thrive off of that discipline. And like Jess says in the episode, there's a point where she says, I love restriction. And I really thought about that afterwards. And, um, I think that at some points restricting certain foods that might not make you feel awesome or to rebalance your hormones to get you back to homeostasis, I think it can be incredibly beneficial. And in this society that we're living in now where we're told that, you know, we should just eat whatever we want all the time, like I really don't fully believe in that. And I really don't think that it's for everybody. Um, I feel like a lot of people are kind of feeling like shit because they are told that they should just intuitively eat and just eat whatever they want and to listen to their body. And like the body is way more complex than we give it credit for. And it is extremely wise. There's mechanisms and messengers and a bunch of shit going on that we're not even realizing is happening, but the body will always try to bring us back to homeostasis and to balance ourselves. And especially if we do a dedicated period of, um, you know, just eating stuff that makes us feel great. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to lose fat. There's nothing wrong with wanting some discipline in your life. It's really just about knowing yourself, knowing what works for you, and then honoring that. And then maybe going through periods where, um, you know, you do some hard shit. Like that's just pretty cool sometimes. Like 
I try to do something every day that kind of sucks and that makes me better. And I never want to do it. Uh, but I know that afterwards I'm going to feel amazing. And it's actually like a daily thing I go through every day, I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to do this. And then I do it and I suck it up for that, like hour or whatever. And I do everything that I'm supposed to do. I don't cut corners and I know justice the same way. And in doing that and being dedicated to my own growth, it's fully changed my life. And to really, it's really about holding yourself to a higher standard. And, um, we talk about that in the episode and so many other good things. You guys definitely follow Jess on Instagram at Jessica, or I will put all of her information in the show notes. She is actually also hosting a retreat called Vibrant Alignment Retreat in Boston from July 13th to 14th with our good friend Kim Shaper, who was on the show too. Um, and I know that for so many of you out there who listen to this up, ep- <laughs> I'm stuttering, who listen to this show, um, so many of you are going to align with both of them. So I just encourage you, if you want to get your fitness on, if you want to have like talks about mindset and just be around these women, it's such an incredible opportunity. Um, and they're amazing. So you should definitely go, uh, especially because we really don't invest in ourselves enough. And it is so hard sometimes to find a community of like-minded women, especially if you're growth minded, Um, A lot of us really find ourselves sometimes like being pulled back by people who are not in the same mindset as us, but I know that this is just going to be such a positive and incredible weekend. So definitely look at that in the show notes and you can also get Jess's free workouts, a free download called Metabolic Mamas that has um, the ability to cut your workouts in half. So you can download that for free. The link is in the show notes. And I'm not going to babble anymore. Let's just get right into the episode. So thanks for being on the show today, Jess. Of course. I'm so, so happy to do it. I'm so happy to chat with you. It's a great excuse to chat with you. <laughs> I know, right? I yeah. know. I always wish I could I could chat with you more. So you and I met in Jill Coleman's Mastermind, Yeah. Um, which I was super scared to join. And I was just I'm like- I'm so glad you did. I'm so happy I did. It was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my business. And like going to LA that first time, I was super intimidated, but yeah. everybody's just been so- incredible. And like, I, I just, just so I, happy. you're, I absolutely love, 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 love all of the education that you put together. Oh and God, I you. just, I don't, I don't, it's amazing. It's what honestly, all of my, all of my clients need you. <laughs> um, <laughs> and because, need you. you know, I could, I'm not a professional cook in any, right. I just mm-hmm. have, you know, cooked a bit. Um, but I, I did your free challenge and that was so awesome. It, I think it, it's really important to be able to like just understand how easy it could be to eat it, healthy. It and really is. And yeah. like, I see the way you do it with like your rando bowls, oh, and yeah. like the stuff that you put together, but even like the stuff that you put together still follows the principles that I teach. Like they, you put your yeah. banana peppers and that's like the acid and the crunch, you know what I mean? So it's like really simple things that can be translated with like what's in your refrigerator right now. Totally. You I know. think of you now every time I cook and I'm like, I love that. Oh, what am I interested in having? Yeah. I really yes. do want to crunch and I want to heat this up. Um, yes. I don't have this cold. And it's like, I actually have choices. Like I don't need exactly. 
I can transform whatever I have in my kitchen. It's pretty cool. With like really tiny tweaks, like you talked about putting like chips in your salads and for the crunch and the deliciousness. And I loved your example of the berries and the eggs, like really something simple like that, which is like, doesn't need to be complicated. You don't need to do all of these things. But um, I really love your brand as well. I think it's just like meeting you and feeling like the confidence that you embody, but like this also down to earthness that you have too and relatability, um, the embodiment of just being powerful and feeling like an empowered person in your life, specifically through like strength training and nutrition and what you teach. And I also love the way that you talk about fat loss uh, because there's this climate now, I think, in our culture where where people are almost like getting shit on for wanting to do that. Yeah. And feeling like, oh, you're vain or you have your priorities like messed up or whatever. I'm like, it doesn't have to be like that. People can actually be uncomfortable sometimes. Right. And just want to get to a better place. So I would love if you could talk about for the people that might not be familiar with you, kind of how you got to where you are with your story. Sure. And um what led you to do what you do today? Yeah. Okay. So my brand is called Be Powerful in the full at the end is F-U-L-L. So actually when I write now, I like really have to check myself and be like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm using my brand spelling or the correct spelling. Um, but the, the premise behind being powerful is really uh, knowing more, checking in with yourself and knowing more about yourself through a couple different methods. So I'm a huge fan of intense training, um, both for fat loss benefits and just for the incredible high that you get from seeing what you can do in the gym. I love um, a style of intuitive eating where you're able to kind of check in with your body and see what works best for you and your goals. Um, And then I really love all of that in terms of helping you build up your confidence. And then um, confidence comes from that. And then there's this feeling of not having to follow everyone else's structure in in saying a whole hell of a lot of, well, what works for me is, and so whenever I get my clients to the point where they can say a lot of statements about what works best for them, I feel like I've done my job and I've empowered them to be themselves and to really like kind of, it's a process, but it's a stepping into um, challenging yourself, but also being really cool and um, proud of who you are right at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's kind of like a mix there. And um, so I guess my story is I've always been an athlete. I have I did like every sport under the sun. Um, I actually got injured in high school. So I um, had some knee surgeries after doing soccer year round. And then what I did was I ended up going to business school um, and I was in uh, the corporate, corporate America for 10 years. And um, so I was in the radio industry and sold advertising. So that was my former life. Um, and then I became a mom and really busy mom at that. And I was leading a full-time career. And um, the method that I used to use to keep myself in check and keep my weight um, kind of where I wanted it to be, I used to like dial into this crazy willpower and kind of like, I I didn't have an eating disorder per se, but I definitely would eat really clean Monday through Thursday and then binge on all the things all Mm -hmm. weekend long. And it was like a shameful cycle that I was, that I kind of lived and, but I was cool with it because I had the freedom and the willpower to do that. 
But then once I had kids, I realized that it wasn't a sane way for me to treat my body. Um, so I knew that I had to kind of check in a little bit more. And that's when I found a company called Metabolic Effect. And I did a lot of work on my own um, health and nutrition and understanding actually what was what food and exercise, how my body was responding to it. And then the rest was history. I just decided after I was fired in 2015 from my corporate job, um, I, I just decided not to jump right back into corporate America. And that's what I'm that's why I'm coaching now and helping women who have struggled with the binge restrict diet cycle for forever to do it my same way. Yeah. And so many people have been through that. And yeah. that's kind of what we're taught, like white knuckle, have it be miserable and super hard. Yeah. And that's just not a way to live. Like it just sucks so much thinking of <laughs> thinking back to like everything that I did, like doing those like diets where you lose like 10 pounds in three days, literally. Yeah. And then you gain back. And then you gain 15. it back 15, yeah. exactly. Um, well, I actually appreciate the restriction of those things. Like I like discipline and uh -huh. I, I love the, it's like thrilling for me because I'm someone who um, I get like dopamine hits from yes. these. Yes, I was really good today. Mm -hmm. um, so I really still like restriction and I, and I actually recommend restriction for my clients mm -hmm. and, and a, to a degree. Mm -hmm. um, but when when the restriction, when you've white knuckled for so long and then over the weekend, you're at like literally, Ashley, I would end the weekend. My husband and I would like, you know, we'd be, we were in our 20s. So we're like out drinking with our friends all weekend, getting up, eating greasy food all, all day. Mm -hmm. And then I remember like having like a calzone on a Sunday night and then being hungry, I'm doing air quotes, hungry for more. And then I was like, oh, I might as well have all the candy. So I was going to bed really disgusted, you know? And yeah. so it, it, I definitely was binging and it just, it, I think once I wasn't able to find the willpower because I had like a new baby and I had a two year old and this demanding career, I just like, I kind of looked at myself and I was like, there's got to be a different way. Totally. You know? Totally. A hundred percent. And I love what you said too about, um, or I'm interested in what you said about like the deliberate restriction. Mm -hmm. um, well, first I want to say that I think the sign of a good coach is somebody who will kind of guide you, but not exactly tell you what to do so that they don't have to use you forever. So I really love what you said at the beginning, like empowering your clients to like be their own gurus, be their own kind of people who you know, guide their lives yeah. with your help because there's so much, you know, misinformation out there. So I really, really love that. And yeah. speaking of the fact that like right now in our society, it is looked down upon to ever want to lose weight. I'm interested in what you mean exactly when you say like, sometimes you recommend restriction and how people can do that in kind of like a sane, sustainable way where they are not going to want to binge. Yeah. So um, the, the, the premise behind, so I have a program that I do and it's a third, it's a 28 day, um, four week kind of get started program. And I'll be super honest with you. I was more attracted to this program initially because of the marketing around it, not because I wanted to be the typical fitness pro who was giving someone exactly what they were looking for. Like the, the quick result program that really won't work in the long term. Um, but because I'm kind of, I, I, 
I am totally, I'm totally cool with like putting it out there that I want to hook people with what they think they want. And then I really want to teach them in that quick four week program, how to go from restriction to a little bit more awareness. So what I do, um, and I'll start with the fact that it is not, I believe wholeheartedly in the fact that it is not wrong for you to want to lose fat. So yeah, let's for, just say that. And let's just that say that. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, I do not agree with the societal expectations for women to look a certain way and have this perfect hourglass figure. And in fact, I could be way leaner than I am, but I don't really want to be like, mm-hmm. I don't want, I, ever since I started, like part of my Be Powerful brand is bringing people in and helping women lose fat and get more, um, become a thinker instead of a rule follower. But then also I kind of want to trick them into loving how to loving lifting weights. And then once you're kind of lifting weights, you're like, I don't really care what I, you do care what you look like, but you care more about what your body is doing in the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and less about, and you kind of like look at maybe your bigger glutes or your bigger thighs and say like, yeah, but that's part of my process now. Like that's part of why I'm so, why, why I do so well in the gym, you know? Yeah. Um, so this restrictive program, I actually lo- love it. The first two weeks, I help people get out of their own way. Um, because a lot of times my clients come to me saying, I'm doing everything right. I'm eating totally healthy and I'm just not making any progress. And so for two weeks, I kind of, I do give them a food, food list and I do give them rules around their nutrition because I believe it's kind of, Hormonal fat loss is what I coach, and I believe it's a science experiment. And any good science experiment, you actually need to have control variables in order to know what's working. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like totally. you, you can't be eating. Um, you know, I'm. By the way, um, I have a concept called living in the middle, and I believe that you should be able to, in a health healthy way, have non fat loss foods in your lifestyle, even if you're living a fat loss lifestyle. But I do think at the beginning, you need to kind of strip it down to the basics um, and, and have less variables. So maybe not at the beginning, you can't have like the cookie that you have every night or the ice cream mm-hmm. that you have, but at least you can start to check in with your hormones and with your hunger and your energy and your cravings. And then in weeks three and four of that program, I help women start to introduce the healthy fats and notice the difference in how they're feeling. Are they more satisfied? Are they more satiated? And then we get into week four where it's kind of like they're ending the restriction period and they're in more of a maintenance period. Um, Yeah. And what I think really matters too is like there's always a place for it. And if you come to it, I think what really matters in these things and like this, this is your right to ignite program? um, Yes, that's right to ignite. Okay. Okay. I remember you doing it a couple months ago. Um, So I really think what matters is the intention. Like, am I doing this because I want to punish myself and because I think I'm a shitty person or because, you know, some other negative thing that I need to be changed in order to be worthy? Or am I doing it because I just want to like feel better and I'm having a lot of cravings right now. I don't think it's talked about enough. And I know you'll probably talk about this uh, in this conversation. Like, and you talked about this the other day in your Instagram story, like the physiological reasons why we have cravings. It's not because we're like these like low willpowered monsters. It's like an actual body thing. Yes. That that can happen. So talk about that. 
Sure. So usually when I start, so I have the Right to Ignite program, which is a self-paced kind of program. Um, I, I usually launch it and do it in a group setting. So I'm kind of there to, to help people along the way. But specifically, uh, I do the same sort of the same sort of rollout of the program with my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, but I get a lot deeper just because I'm having more conversations with them personally. Mm -hmm. you know what? Every time, every single time I start with someone new, the first week, I, I can tell so much from how someone's approaching the plan from the first week. And I don't give a lot of, I, I want to see how they would normally approach a plan. And so I have a lot of clients that are, the, come into the first conversation that I have with them because there's coaching calls and I'll have a coaching call and I'll, I'll hear from them and say, they'll say, I've been really bad lately. I've been doing all these things. I got my, my fridge stocked. I'm ready. I'm like gung ho and they're ready to change everything. That's like the typical sign of what I used to do. Yep. And I know it sounds confusing because I do have people restrict, but um, I also feel like we need to have a little bit of awareness over the fact that it doesn't need to be black and white. And in fact, it's never going to be a perfect plan. Like I'm going to have clients that don't follow my food list, but there's a specific reason to that. Like your, their cravings are coming up because they might be sleepless. Yes. Because, not because their willpower sucks, exactly, um, but because they have a, like a newborn and they're, yep. and they're really not getting sleep, you know? Yes. So I give the framework and then we see what kind of like unfolds, you know, like I really want people to be committed to it and to really use the framework because it's, I've been doing this for three years and I've tried, I've changed, I've tweaked it. Every single client that I've had, I've tweaked it. And now it's a program that I think is like, it's got so many nuts and bolts. Um, but yeah, I think there are people that approach a diet from a, from a restrictive standpoint where they're ready to dial in their willpower. And if they're doing everything perfectly, um, they're, they're missing the opportunity to listen to their hormones. Yeah. Uh, so to check in with like, am I hungry? Am I just told me to eat six times a day? So I'm going to eat even though I'm not hungry. Yeah. You know? So common. Yeah, it is. It's it is. And, and I think that can be beneficial too, because like there's this other conversation that's happening right now too, where people feel very restricted and deprived and they're binging. And then like the intuitive eating crowd will tell them, we'll just eat whatever you want and listen to your body. Right. So right. what do you think about that um, sort um, of way of talking? Well, I think, I think that intuitive eating sounds... Um, it sounds great. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a whole, there's a, tr I, the, the challenge that I have with the concept of intuitive eating is I kind I think you have to earn moderation in a yes. sense. Yeah. And this might be, this might sound jarring for those who, especially like you've got to come at my, my idea of that from the standpoint, like there's, there's obviously there's, there's individuals who have had issues being, um, quote unquote, perfect with food, either one way or the other. And like they've had, you know, either anorexia or bulimia, um, or even like, I think a lot of people have many varying degrees of eating disorders and maybe not diagnosed. Um, so I, I think that intuitive eating is actually quite challenging to do right off the bat. I think the, if you have a, if, if you, I, my right to ignite program, those first two weeks are super restrictive um, but I'm basically giving someone a restrictive program that's a responsible restriction. 
because you're eating more foods, but you're actually eating more foods that your body is going to appreciate more, keep you fuller for longer. Um, so never on my programs should you ever feel deprived. Mm-hmm. You'll feel re- you'll re- feel restricted in the sense that you might be eating differently than you normally do. Um, and then I think once you get through those first two weeks of a reset, it is a reset. Then you get to the point where like intuitively you could be like, okay, so I, I am feeling like I'm going to add fats to this meal and see how that makes me feel. And that's why I love everything that you do because you cook with fat, you yeah. know, you're, you're not trying to cook with margarine. You're not cooking with like, I don't know if you even cook with bacon grease sometimes like you're, you're, cooking, oh, yeah. you know, like you're cooking with fats, real and, stuff. Right. Exactly. But I actually, you know what? Sorry to have a total aside to this, but oh, no problem. One thing that I learned from you in the, well, among many in the uh, free course, I was under the assumption that I needed to put like the tiniest amount of oil in the pan and no wonder everything was sticking to the pan. Yes. <laughs> you yeah, know, right. But I, but I think that's a conditioning thing yes. that hopefully the women that go through women and men that go through your program um, will, will understand that you, you know, like they're, they're actually going to feel satisfied from those meals, but we're conditioned that we need to have like one tablespoon of oil. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. And it's that's like, it. like blasphemy or whatever. Yeah. If, if, you know, and I think that that's like, even going back like 30 years ago to right. where like egg yolks were vilified and, yes. and everything, but it's like, you need it from a cooking perspective and also from like a body perspective as well. Like we need some fat as women most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, And if your meals have a little bit more fat, they're going to be more satisfying. Therefore, you're not going to be snacking. You'll feel more, you know, nourished. You're not going to feel the need to binge or go off the thing. So that can really make a big difference. I never really tell people an exact amount. I'm like, just enough to coat. Like, yeah, we absolutely. don't need a lot. We just need enough to like coat the bottom of the pan. Right. Um, and that's it. So right. I really love that. And I love what you said about the intuitive eating thing, because many people will come to me because for me, I had bulimia in my teens. It kind of was dormant in -hmm. college because I was drinking a lot and doing drugs. And then it came back in my early twenties. Yeah. And, um, I have had obviously that eating disordered mind and obviously now I'm recovered. It's been a really long time, but I, am compassionate for people who live in that space and get very triggered by food. Mm -hmm. So for a long time, I tried to talk about food as if, um, you know, just eat everything, just moderate everything. This was like maybe four years ago or something. And I realized it even like with myself that that just doesn't work. Like I can't wake up and have banana bread. Like, even though that's awesome. And like for some, for some people, whatever that might work for them. But like, I know for me personally, I'm going to be starving in an hour Mm -hmm. and I'm just going to be battling that like all day. Like, should I eat? I don't know if I'm hungry. Uh, You know, it's just like a lot of like unnecessary noise that we can eliminate if we just like go through something dedicated at the beginning with the correct intention, like responsibly. Right. With the intention of knowing that this isn't something that is going to be, um, by, by the end of working with me, I want someone to feel like they've had, they have a sustainable way of eating that feels good for them every single day throughout the day. And they know how to responsibly, um, go back, toggle back into 
a little bit more um, restriction, not deprivation, but restriction. And I just mean restriction, like not saying yes to yourself all the time. Because yes, which is another conversation, say, beneficial, beneficial conversation in and of itself. Yeah. Of course. Like if I say yes to myself all the time, I wouldn't be on this call with you. I'd be I watching know. Netflix. I, I mean, know. I love you, but I'd I be, know. <laughs> I like trust I'd, me. I'd be like, watching I Netflix. I'd be, and, and anyone that thinks that like a fitness professional is like, our only happy place is like out outside doing exercise. Like that's, that's silly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I have triggers all the time to not do something that feels hard or to not um, wait till my next meal and to eat out of emotions or stress. And, you know, I think you said it perfectly when you were talking about triggers, because that's a huge conversation in all of my coaching. Um, you have to, First, you have to, for a while, get rid of the triggers because if your goal is fat loss and if your challenge has been that you haven't been able to get out of your own way and you've done every single diet under the sun looking for the perfect solution for you, um, but you've never really done anything, every diet works. It's just a matter of what diet works for you. Mm -hmm. And my perspective is I provide the foundation for somebody to start to listen to their body and understand. Like, I know it sounds like a big concept, like, well, how do I even understand what works best for me? We start from like a baseline of eating a good amount of protein, eating a lot of fiber and eating fiber that is water-based. And that's like really the simplistic view of what I do. And we talk about exercise after the fact. Exercise yeah. comes next, right? Yes. So I think if you are trying to eat a fat loss lifestyle, while eating your biggest triggers in the world because you feel like you need to do this intuitive eating. So if you want chocolate cake, you got to let yourself have it. I'm not someone who could have two gummy bears from the bag. Yep. I'll eat the whole bag. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that makes me less evolved in my, um, in my skill set. I think it just makes me know myself and maybe sometimes I can, but there's most times that I, I can tell that picking up the bag at CVS just probably isn't ideal for me. Yeah. You know? And I, I love that so much because it just shows that like there isn't a place where you arrive with this stuff. Like Correct. you don't get to a place where you're just like, I'm good. I'm going to be a human now. Or like, you know, somebody who right. just doesn't want to feel pleasure or totally. want to lie on the couch. For me, like you, discipline is necessary in my life. Like, yeah. I wake up every day. I never want to work out when I wake up right. ever. I never yeah. want to, you know, eat me healthy meals all the time. Like, of course I do. Sometimes I know they make me feel awesome, but mm -hmm. like, I don't want to do that stuff. And I don't want to, you know, follow everything that's listed in my workout, but I do it anyway, right. like regardless of the way that I feel. So I think that implementing these tools in a really smart way is necessary for a lot of people and just doing something every day that just kind of sucks. Totally. I think it's like, so can you talk about that, that, how powerful it is to, you know, implement some discipline in your life? Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a super action oriented person. Like action is the antidote for everything basically in my world. Mm -hmm. and I think that there tends to be this, this thought that once you do, once you do any diet for any period of time, 
or when I say diet, I just mean any program, like any specific way of doing something. It could be a diet. It could be an exercise plan. It could even be a business plan. It could be yep. a way of parenting. It could be anything that you would sign yourself up for where you're learning. It could be your cooking school, right? Mm -hmm. We think that when we go through that, that we're going to come out the other side and everything's going to be perfect. Like, let's say your cooking school. I don't think you ever have the intention that your students are going to go through that school and for forever after they go through the program, they're never going to have a time where they look at their fridge and they're like, oh, right? Yeah. But hopefully the, the goal is that they come out of it with so many skills that when they recognize the fact that they're just being lazy or that they're not kind of giving themselves the benefit of the doubt that they know it and that they can execute it, like it's mindset, right? Like yeah. we can be tired, we can be stressed. There's so many things that affect our focus and our, um, our brain chemicals that want, make us want to do things or not. And so sometimes we just have to stop think, and think about the fact that we have the skills and we just have to execute. Like we just have to take the first step um, and every little bit counts, right? So it's like if you have, uh, if you have like your cooking clients if they just look in their fridge, they don't need to make a complete masterpiece every single time. No. But they just have to do enough to put enough, put a healthy meal on their plate, right? Mm -hmm. and, and not beat themselves up and know that like when they have more, when they're more rested tomorrow or when they have more time to put on music or a podcast while they're cooking, then they can really execute the skills that they learn, you know? A hundred percent degrees of those things. Yes. And it, it really comes down to, to just knowing yourself. Like, are you the type of person who can have those two gummy bears? Like a lot of people can, like right. my mom, it, you know, she eats little bites of things and she's perfectly fine. I'm like, I'd rather, if I'm like in a period where I really want to feel good, I won't even like, you know, indulge in a bite of anything. Sure. Uh, that's just the way that I am. And that's the way that I work because I will want to eat the whole thing. Like I make awesome cakes mm -hmm. um, and it's very easy and fast for me yeah. to make them. But like, I know if I make one, I'm going to want to eat the whole thing. Right. And that doesn't make me, even though it's been years that I've been like studying this stuff, developing my own skills, a lifetime of a journey mm -hmm. and probably like six solid years of like studying like spirituality and self-awareness and stuff. Yeah. That's just how I am and totally. that is okay. So I want people to know that and to recognize the fact that like, it's just about self-awareness and then regulating yourself to be who you want to be. And that is really empowering to say no to yourself sometimes. So I yeah. love that you said that. And that's a journey, right? That's what yes. is, that's, this is life, right? Yeah, I know in every aspect. And, and I think that the power, the powerful part of, about it is, um, you know, just recently I, you and I both spoke at um, in out in LA at Elevate, and what I really came to when I was preparing for that talk, I really came to the fact that when you are starting, and I'll get, I'll, I want to explain what what it means to balance your hormones. Yes, I yes, think for that, sure. that feels very overwhelming to people. Mm -hmm. When you allow yourself to kind of learn and to balance your hormones, I think personally that is the biggest form of self-care that there is. Yes. And there's everything affects our physiology. All of the, the way we live our life, the food we eat, the exercise that we do or do not do, um, the way we communicate in relationships, like every, I can't coach without coaching psychology around it because yeah. 
you're coming at whatever goals that you have for your body or your fitness or your health because of the history of your life or because of where you want your life to go. And everything wrapped into that is your relationship with food and exercise yourself, your motivation and your body, you know? So when I say balancing your hormones, I think it includes everything. I think, and, and I think females think that when, because I'm a hormonal fat loss coach, I'm going to talk about estrogen, progesterone and all those mm-hmm. hormones. And that's not necessarily this, the, the case. Like I typically would refer someone to a fertility specialist if they're having challenges, having children, and they know that their, their hormones are out of whack. Um, I do the fitness and the lifestyle piece, uh, but then, you know, I am not a doctor, uh, but the hormonal balance piece, that's actually a day-to-day, hour-to-hour thing. And I know you know this, but yes. the, the foods that we eat when we wake up, like we wake up in the morning, we go exercise or we don't, we have our black coffee, we have coffee with something in it. None of these things are bad or good. It's just like the things that we do right when we wake up. Um, the food, the breakfast that we have will affect the breakfast that we're going to want or the lunch that we want to have, like the types of foods that we're going to want to eat for lunch when we want to have it, how much we're going to eat, you know? Um, and then all of the things throughout the day, all of our decisions are affecting our focus, our motivation, our, um, ability to, you know, to motivate ourselves to do the next thing. And so when I'm coaching women to balance their hormones, it's really like, let's eat the foods that are going to set you up for the best day. And usually for a lot of people, that's protein and fat. For some people, they do better with starch in the morning. I definitely do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we learn how, how foods affect our body and like the, the actual hormonal response that foods have in our body, we're so much better able to uh, hold ourselves accountable to what we want to do in order to reach our goals. And so Absolutely. the goal is that you balance your hunger and that hunger doesn't, isn't scary. Um, it's not an emergency, but it's just kind of like a feeling you learn to check in with. You're able to keep your energy stable for what you want to do. And you're able to uh, keep your cravings in balance. And most dieters don't, most dieters, calorie restrictors will have a big challenge with the cravings part. So that's why diets only last, you know, two to three weeks. Yeah. Temporarily always. And I think that what I love about the work that you do is that you uh, highlight the wisdom of the body. It's like, it's not just, you know, there's this typical advice out there, calories in calories out. You can kind of, you know, the macros, you can just kind of eat whatever you want um, to reach your goals. And that really discounts like how powerful and amazing the body is. Like literally hormones or little messengers that go throughout the body like that is so cool so I would love for you to kind of dive into what specifically hormonal fat loss is and how we can figure out for ourselves what works for us oh yeah okay so that's that's a big question yeah it's a big (laughs) question but it's it's a and it's a process too so um the way the way to start um the way to start tuning in is right now just check in with yourself how are you feeling do you have energy? Like on a scale of one to 10, like, do you have, what's your energy where one, your energy is in the tank, 10, your energy is like amazing and thriving. Um, you know, on a scale of one to 10, how's your hunger? Are you hungry right now? Um, you know, when did you have your last meal? Just kind of check in. Like, when do you feel like you want to eat again? What do you, what are you craving? Are you having any cravings? And so really just checking in with, I used, um, Jade Tata's Dr. Jade Tata, 
Um, he uses an acronym called keep your heck in check and heck is your hunger, energy, and cravings. And so what you miss when you are calorie restricting in your macro counting, um, what you miss is that fat loss is two things. You definitely need a calorie deficit in order to lose fat. Like you need to burn more calories than you're taking in. That's, that's a scientific fact. Let me pause you for one second because yeah. a lot of people are saying that that's not true. Okay. Um, and I, I agree with you, yeah. but I kind of want to talk about why that is true because a lot of people are like, oh, you can eat you know, 3,000 calories and still lose fat if you're a woman. So talk about why, uh, you know, why calories do matter. Yeah, well, calories matter because your body is using your body. Your body goes to two sources for energy, right? Mm -hmm. um, goes to your sugar, sugar store, store stores, excuse me, um, and fat stores. And so, when your body is burning, when you're like going about your day, you're doing your workouts, your your body is just functioning. Um, you're burning energy in the form of calories, right? And so. Um, you, the, the idea that you can, um, that you can overeat and calories. And I guess if you're, you, you can do that, you can take in that many calories as long as you are a highly active person. Like so, super active. Yeah. The, the, and I think that's the challenge that yeah. um, if you're on Instagram and you're following a athlete and you're watching, um, that individual eat donuts and ice cream, metabolically, they are a different individual than you are, right? Um, and metabolically, you're a different individual than anybody, right? You have different metabolic tendencies um, just based on your physiology and then based on your lifestyle. Totally. And so, right? And so you're burning, you know, like if you're someone who sits at a desk all day long, you're going to have a different calorie uh, expenditure than somebody who is, you know, pretty much active all throughout the day, burning calories all throughout the day, burning energy um, in a non-exercise capacity, and then burning energy in like maybe doing two a days and exercising quite a lot. Yeah. So there's this concept that Jade talks about, Jade Tata again, that talks about eating less and, and, and exercising less and then eating more and exercising more. Neither one of them is bad, but they, it's, it's the, the challenge that dieters have is that they're eating less food and they're exercising more. And in that sense, their hormones are going to suffer because your metabolism, because you're moving more, your metabolism is going to make you hungrier. Like your, your body is going to look for more food, right? Mm -hmm. Specifically, I mean, there's different types of exercise that will make you hungrier or less hungry, but that's why if you're listening and you've been dieting and you feel like every time you go on a diet and you're eating less calories, you're eating less food overall, you're, cause typically dieters will, will not have a lot of fat also. So their calorie, their, their volume and their calorie um, totals will go down. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're exercising a lot. Um, their metabolism is pushing back against them. And it's like, hold on a second. I want you to eat. We're, we're under a lot of stress. There's a lot of stress on the body and you're getting hungrier. And then what do you have to do? You have to dial into more willpower. And then eventually it's like, how can that, that how can that be sustainable? So that's why I say um, that you do need a calorie deficit, but if you're doing a calorie deficit without a hormonal balance piece, then that's the unsustainable part.
that's the part where you're really relying on just checking the boxes and following a plan regardless of what your body is telling you. Because a lot of times your body won't, won't access its fat stores if you're in a super high stress state. Um, and I think a lot, of, a lot of people are challenged with that. Um, with the fact that if they're not managing their stress, it doesn't matter how much they exercise or how, how well they keep their diet in balance, uh, their body may not be in a place to release fat from the cells and be able to metabolize the fat. Yeah. And, and that's the typical advice that we see too in the diet industry. It's like, just eat less and then exercise your face off. But we don't go into again, like the beautiful wisdom of the body, uh, that is so multifaceted. Um, so I totally, we totally went on a tangent there. Um, sorry. (laughs) No, that's okay. It was me that asked you. Um, (laughs) I loved it, but let's continue for where we were with hormonal fat loss, which I don't even remember, but, um, I think I was just saying that um, the, you know, I, I think that what you want to do is you want to just start checking in with yourself um, because most of the time I just posted about this on Instagram that, um, you know, a lot of time my clients will say, okay, so what supp- supplements do I need to take? And there are kind of supplements that I think are like baseline supplements for individuals. And I'll tell you which ones I recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't recommend any supplements. Number one, I'm not a doctor. But I am, I, I am certified in hormonal fat loss coaching. Um, I am a NASM certified trainer. Like I have certifications and education, but I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't know what, um, what micronutrients your body needs. Um, but you don't even need to go that deep yet. So if you're, your question was, if you're starting hormonal fat loss, what are you wanting to do now? You're just wanting to check in with your body. And the first step is just, manage your hunger. So you want to kind of start to identify with how certain meals that you typically eat, because we all eat the same all the time, usually. Mm -hmm. So how your meals are making you feel. Like, it's funny. I told you (laughs) that I used to use like one tablespoon of olive oil just because I was like conditioned to think that's what I had to do. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think about the fact that like, I'm, I'm a smart individual. Like, hi, you're because you're not using enough oil, that's why your things are not cooking evenly. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but my point is we get conditioned to just doing things just to do them. Like my husband's a perfect example. He has like his routine in the morning is hilarious to watch because he does the exact same things at the exact same time. I'm a little bit more frantic, but like we get conditioned to do things and specifically eat the same meals all the time because we've read that they're healthy, but we're actually like, I just want you to check in and be like, Hey, half an hour after your breakfast, how are you feeling? You know, Mm -hmm. like, are you hungry? How's your energy? You know, and just like start to check in with that. And I don't just leave people in the breeze. I like, I help them tweak things and I help them kind of restructure their diet. Um, but I, I, the first thing is just checking in with yourself. And I think you do that for like a week and then you can identify the foods, um, uh, that are making you feel your most energized and the foods that are kind of making your, your energy crash and making you crave all the things all day long. Uh, and then you can c- kind of start to play around with, it's all, it's all just a process. You can play around with, do I like, do I like um, bigger meals a couple times a day or am I someone that really likes to graze throughout the day? Both of them can work for fat loss. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of what works best for you. So that's why I would never sell meal plans to people I never talk to. Um, exactly. 
you know? And so I think like it, it is, it's a, it's a experiment. I kind of like to treat it like an experiment. So if someone comes into one of the programs with me and they're like gung ho, I want that motivation and I don't want to stifle that. But then I want to just be like, so let's like chill out for a second because fat loss is a long-term plan. Yeah. You know, if, if you're looking for a quick fix, you'll get a quick response back on your body. Once you're done, you know, your body will be like, all right, I'm going to store all this fat because now I'm in a high stress mode and I feel like I need to hold on to all this, all this fat so that I can respond to stress once it comes back at me again with the next diet. Right? Exactly. So exactly. You're changing your stomach, you're changing your hormones when you're dieting. Um, so if you're hormonally not balanced and you're really hating the process, that's a big clue into the fact that your body probably isn't, isn't loving what you're doing. That's different than restriction though. So yes. And I, and I love what you said too, that like, you know, because people get caught up in like, oh, this person said that I need to eat this way. So I'm going to do it even though it doesn't make me feel good. Right. So I think it's so important to be able to be open with yourself and, and check in again and be like, what do I actually like? What works with my lifestyle? You know, right. like, am I somebody who's like, running around all day, then maybe, you know, like three big meals would be beneficial for me since like, I might not have time to stop and eat. So like, I love that you're putting the responsibility back on the person while still uh, guiding them. And that's sort of uncomfortable, right? It, it is. It's so much easier to be, uh, you know, to have somebody tell you what to do. Right. It's so but, much easier. But what I think is really, is really kind of unique about it is that then you're like, that's how you're changing the, that's how you're changing the pattern. Yes. I was a blind follower. I did the South beach. I did the Atkins. I did the body for life fitness plan. I did like, God, I did everything. I remember my first diet was, um, I love my mom and she did not I, I think I created my disordered eating and just the, my need for having my body look a certain way. Mm -hmm. I was an, I have an athletic build. And so back in high school, I remember just wishing that I had a small frame. Um, and so I was always on a diet, just, I don't think that's unique to young girls. And, uh, I remember going on the grapefruit and peanut butter diet. Do you remember mm -hmm. that? Oh yeah. All of them. Yeah. So it was like hard boiled eggs, I think grapefruit and peanut butter. Yes. <laughs> and it's like, I liked it the first day, but then the yeah, second right. day, and by the end of it, I hate grapefruit. <laughs> I know. I can never eat it again. It's like gross. You know? Um, and yeah. So I think that, yeah, if you're hating, like I had, a, I had someone reach out to me on Instagram yesterday um, saying that she asking about um, keto and um, she said, I, she's like, I'm doing keto, but I hate it. And I'm like, okay. So why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah, like, so, like you don't have to do things you hate. Like, and I'm not against keto. I said, actually, keto can work for a lot of people. And I said, if you love it, like if you, I said, are you getting results? Um, we didn't finish the conversation, but either fall in love with the results that you're getting and keep doing it or recognize that it's actually not something that you enjoy doing and just don't do it. And exactly. So feel like you can try all those things even once you've started a hormonal fat loss plan. Um, but I think what you do is you can release the expectation for yourself to follow a certain um, set of rules and you can learn like there are definite things to learn, like higher protein, lower, higher fiber diets um, are going to keep you more satiated and you're going to be able to eat more volume of food without having cravings and dealing with um, the effects of sugar. Right. Mm. Uh, so there's definite like education. It's not, not all just like 
fend for yourself. Um, but I think coming up with your own style, like another style that you can come up with is that you automate several meals a day, you know, like eat a protein bar. And I know you're, you're a chef, so maybe that's- yeah, but I do that too. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Like, it's just life. Like we don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. It's like, let's take, you know, the knowledge that we're given by a coach, you know, because some people might come to us like completely blind and confused and just like not know where to go, but still want to get their, you know, goals and their results yeah. and kind of educate them. And with that knowledge, do what they can in a way that works for them to reach that goal, which yeah. I think is super important. Yeah, because then um, we're evolving and we're growing and we've got a skill set versus just results. And it's so much more empowering to do that, to reach the end of maybe working with you or another coach and be like, wow, like I got to my goals and now I know how to navigate my life. Because like right. that's really what it is. A diet should not, I lived so many years in a place where like my life had to fit into my diet Yes. instead of like my diet fitting into my life, you know, oh. what I mean? not going out, you know, making people uncomfortable at dinners, like just yeah. so, many, so many things. And I just really want people to know that, you know, of course you can go through a dedicated period of, you know, maybe tightening things up a little bit and doing your reset, but for the long haul, you do need to have it uh, be sustainable for you and only you are going to know what that means. Totally. So I love that. Yeah. It, and you, I think you said it earlier that it's not a destination and that there's always going to be, I've been doing this for myself, like just being really aware of my hormones for really, for a long time. And I'm still learning lessons. Like, you know, for a long time I was using, I called it, I call it, it's a tool that I use with my clients, empowered indulgences. So yes. it's like, I use an indulgence that is, um, it doesn't have to be an off the rails thing. So a lot of times when we have cravings, we can satisfy them with like more fat loss friendly things. Um, for me, I was doing, I did really well for a long time, um, eating like a lot of fiber, a lot of protein throughout the day, really not a ton of starches, um, just because my body tends to react pretty strongly in terms of cravings whenever I have starches, um, specifically like breads or chips or crackers. Uh, but if I allowed myself, um, you know, the, the pleasure of having chips every night, I was staying on track during the day and I was feeling really good. And it wasn't about me like staying on track and being good. It was more about like staying on track and not getting in my own way, you know, like not being like just this meal, I'll have this. Um, but then I realized that I was relying on chips and chips became a coping mechanism. Yes. Like, I know that when you have an eating disorder or you have any sort of addiction to for, to something tends, if you have a addictive personality, you tend to then solve the addiction for one thing with something else, right? It's a control thing. So, 100%. so it's hard. So when you're dieting, especially if you're trying to really do it in a sense where you're trying to learn to not do a like, not create another shame cycle, you might come face to face with the fact that you have um, triggers and that you have kind of like a need for control. So I was controlling my day and using chips. It became something that wasn't a useful tool for me anymore because I realized that I needed the chips at night or else, or else, right? Or else. Yeah, exactly. So I decided, so I looked at it and I was like, wow, I definitely know a lot about myself. I've learned so much in this, um, in, you know, keeping my hormones in check hour to hour, day to day. But 
now, now chips seem like a problem for me. I'm going to look for something different, you know? Um, so it's kind of like, it's, it's always this pro it's always a process of checking in with yourself and seeing kind of where you, where you need to work, where you need to work. Yeah. And it, and it's like an ongoing thing. So I really love seeing that in other coaches, like the fact that you will talk about the fact that you're human and that we have our own struggles too, and that it's never about perfection. And that sometimes like I eat too much and like, that's okay. It doesn't mean like that I'm not skillful or whatever. It's just like, how am I going to react to that? Totally. To whatever I did. So I love talking about the fact that like, it's not about perfection. It's not about like getting an A plus on your diet. Uh, it's just about doing it for the long run in a sustainable way that works for you. Yeah. And your body likes that better too. <laughs> yes. So I would love if you would talk about uh, a little bit about the specific hormones that are involved in these processes. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> there's a lot of, so our hormones, we have hormones telling our body to do certain things all day long. And then there's brain chemicals that I think have a much bigger place in the process of um, determining kind of like your motivation around eating healthy or not, right? There's dopamine, serotonin, um, and then there's hormones throughout the body. I think the biggest one that I would like to share is that cortisol is, and people get really hot on the topic of cortisol, but I think maybe for the wrong reasons. Um, I really like to talk about the fact that when you have, um, when you're eating a higher starch diet, what will happen is when you have starches, there's a, there, the starches are starches sugar. So when you, have, when you eat starches, your body releases insulin and its job is to bring the, bring the sugar to wherever it's going to go, um, to an energy store, to uh, the muscles to help build muscle um, or to be stored as fat, right, for, for energy later. And so insulin tends to, when it's hanging out with cortisol, um, with a high cortisol is your stress hormone. Um, it that is your cravings kind of that's what's going on with cravings. And so the first thing that I do when somebody is and this is like kind of a tactical tool when somebody is having a lot of high cravings, on top of eating a lot more protein and fiber at their meals, I have them go for a walk and I have them get sleep because your cortisol, if you have high high cortisol in it and it is together with insulin, it's going gonna, it's gonna to want you, it's going to make you want to eat high fat, high sugar foods. Um, so cortisol is a big one. You have hunger hormones like leptin and ghrelin. Um, ghrelin is like that hunger hormone. Like you can think of it like your stomach is growling um, or ghrelin and leptin. Ghrelin is like your hour to hour hunger signals. Um, and leptin is that kind of like ongoing day-to-day hunger signal and what you're trying to do through a hormonally balanced um, process of eating is try and you're trying to get those two signals in balance so that um, you are keeping your your hunger from being so off so high that you're not overeating at your next meal Mm. does that make sense totally um because in those are, that's like really as deep as I go sometimes with hormones because that's yeah. enough work in and of itself. Yeah. So and I love keeping it simple too. Like, you have to, you have to keep it simple because, and I also like to just have an awareness over the, over your brain chemicals because, um, that's, you know, a lot of times what is challenging is figuring out if something is 
making it if you're hungry or if you're having cravings. That's everything, I think. You yeah. know what I mean? Like throughout the day and throughout your life to know like, do I actually need to eat this thing? And it's really about having that awareness too. Like, oh, it's not just me. My brain actually is like firing these things. Right. That And that really takes the edge off of ourselves too. It does. You know, yeah. like I'm not a bad person. It's just like my, my body's being a body. Yeah. You know? I think that we have, a, we, have a, we have an ability to positively influence that. So yes. it's not just a result of like our body. Like I think it's a... Um, it's like irresponsible of us to be like, oh, my body's just really hungry. I just need to continue eating. Yeah. Sometimes what we're not doing is checking in and being like, okay, is my stomach growling? Like, is it physically growling? Am I feeling like the, like the hunger pangs? Um, or am I like, is this just like a habitual time of day that I'm used to eating? And like, is there something else that I can do? So a lot of times, like the biggest, the biggest times of day where, where, the women I work with have um, challenges are 3 p.m., that 3 p.m. slump, mm-hmm. and then after dinner. And yeah. so it's taking those times and it's checking in with yourself and being like, okay, is this true hunger or is this a craving? Because I'm used to having something from the break room at 3 p.m. Um, is there something else that I could eat to satisfy that need to crunch a little bit? Like, can I just grab a couple? carrots, you know, Mm -hmm. um, or can I just go for a walk, have some water? A lot of times, a lot of our hunger is associated with dehydration. For sure. Um, And I'm like, I'm habitually dehydrated based on, (laughs) and it's hard despite the fact that I coach this all the time, but that's, that's the thing, right? That's Mm -hmm. the thing about this process is like, if I'm sitting here after this, um, chat and I get off the phone and you know, it's not, it's not technically like lunchtime or whatever. I'll check in with myself and be like, why am I feeling like I need to go to the pantry? Oh, I haven't had water all morning. And these are just the things that you learn when you go through this process. Like, oh my gosh, okay, I didn't have water and maybe I didn't sleep a lot last night. Okay, so I know that if I eat a bagel right now, I'm gonna feel worse at dinner and I'm gonna wanna have pizza. So instead what I wanna eat is a salad with protein and then I'll check in with myself an hour later. And that's like, that's where the rubber meets the road with like balancing all these hormones. You can know the science around it, but until you kind of check in with the feelings around it, then that's where the, like, that's where the good stuff happens. Yeah. And putting it into practice, implementing yeah. it just over and over and then getting that biofeedback and continuing with your day. And then knowing that like, you're going to have to do it all the time. You right. Know? Yeah. Which- because there will be, hopefully I hope for people that there will be times where <clears throat> they say to hell with my rules. I'm going to have pizza right now, or I'm going to have a couple drinks and I'm out at a wedding and I'm going to live life and I'm going to do the thing. And then when they wake up the next day, they may feel like crap and I'm not advocating that, but mm-hmm. it happens and it happens for me. But when I wake up, I'm like, okay, I just know my body. And I'm like, you know what? Even if I don't know exactly what's happening right now, I know kind of hydrate get my, get my nutrients in me, like try and get, try and get a a salad in me with protein, um, move. If I'm not feeling like moving in the gym, maybe I just go out for a nice leisure walk, reduce my cortisol that way. And just kind of like try and get back on track. Maybe that first day feels kind of crappy and I just want to eat pizza all day. But that's like, if I go down that spiral, then I know that I'm going to have a lot of cravings. I'm probably going to stay up too late. I'm probably going to not want to train. And then you kind of have to reel yourself in a little bit. Yep. 
and it's an ongoing process. And I love, I love how simple that explanation was because like sometimes the simple, the simplest explanations are the most powerful when we get into too much stuff. Um, it becomes too complicated for people. Yeah. And honestly, um, I'll tell you, that's my challenge because I know that, um, like I'm, I, I love studying the science behind fat loss and there's so much to it. Like, you know, create, like letting your fat cells even release the fat and, you know, making sure that you have healthy fats in your diet. But before I even go there with clients, it's more about talking about triggers and identifying foods that um, are maybe non-fat loss foods that you can eat in small quantities throughout the day that make you make better choices. You know, like those are are the simple things. Those are the things that like, yes, you're, it's, it's almost like, when you're getting radiation because you because you have cancer like you you definitely know what's happening and you know why your body why why you're going through that but you don't know all the ins and outs of what's happening in your cells nor do you sometimes need to know all of it like we're we're not going to know all of it but i think when you know how to read the surface of your you just said the the, the word biofeedback and that's essentially what you're reading when you're checking in with your hunger, energy, and cravings, that's biofeedback. That's your body telling you what's going on inside. And so you can study, and you should if you want to, if you're interested, study all of your hormone messengers. But even if you don't go that deep, because if this, if this conversation feels overwhelming, um, the, the baseline of it is checking in with your biofeedback. And that's your body, like the hunger, energy, and cravings. That's all of these messengers kind of wrapped up into kind of giving you the scoop on what's going on. And I love that too, because it's like a feeling thing. Like instead of like, you know, we can understand it, but then once we feel it, we're like, oh, I ate the banana bread and now Mm -hmm. I'm starving an hour later. Oh, wow. Okay. All these things are coming together and working in a way where it's tangible. And because of that, I can understand it. So yeah. And something really to just, that. something to just note is that the way that you, uh, just going, cause we keep going off on tangents on my answer. <laughs> Love it. So for the, for the getting started with hormonal fat loss, once you're checking in with your hunger, energy, and cravings, um, one of the things that you want to do, and I don't, I didn't love doing this at first, but it's kind of necessary. Write down your meals and the times that you're eating them because when you're creating a log, it's, it's not about looking back on your day and giving yourself an A plus or a B or an F. It's more about looking back and starting to draw the, draw the, um, draw the, like, why am I not, why am I blinking on the word? Like the um, conclusions? Thank you. You're just drawing the conclusions on, and you're making um, connections Oh, on Monday, I was really tired at 12. On Wednesday, I was really tired. Like you start to notice all of these things that are happening and you start to draw all the conclusions of like, oh, okay, so on Monday and Wednesday, I had oats for breakfast. Maybe oats aren't what makes me feel my best, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how we really kind of do the detective work on this. I love that. And something that you talk about as well that goes right along with this, I would love to talk about it a little bit is training. Mm-hmm. Um, and specifically the type of training that you recommend, um, for fat loss to get stronger just overall. And I, I kind of know what it is cause I see you, uh, in your workouts, they look awesome and I've done them and yeah. they're amazing. And I've like died. Um, I love seeing you do that one. That but I, I love them. <laughs> I mean, I'm somebody who did CrossFit for a really long time and yeah. completely and did keto at the same time and yeah fully messed up by that. I'm sure. 
I had to spend two years just walking. Yeah. Um, so just because everything got out of whack, my hormones, you had adrenal stress, adrenal fatigue, like to where I would feel hungover after my workouts. I'm like, it's probably not awesome for me to be doing workouts six days a week and never eat carbs. So (laughs) I learned that, you know what I mean? But that was when keto was like really popular and I'm like, well, you know, super obsessive. Um, Mm -hmm. So now it's been about a year and a half that I'm getting back into it, slowly lifting. Um, but I love the short, intense workouts that you do. So talk about why those are really beneficial for our bodies, for our hormones, hormones, and for building muscle. Sure. Um, well, I wanted to say before before it's even about the science. I love them just because they're short. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and for most, and for most people, like some people are super intoxicated with the, with like long long workouts. They're totally like this. It's and that's their lifestyle. For me, and they don't they don't struggle with like um, consistency of exercise and all of those things. But most of the time, the women that I'm working with are so are you know the right people are coming to me because they're just like me in the sense that like they're either on or off, um, and that's how they've related to food and exercise their whole life. So it's like I'm either eating super clean and working out, or I'm eating um, really poorly and I'm not working out. And by the way, that's that's by that's like your physiology talking to you too, because you're not going to be super motivated to work out when you're not eating well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why an, another example of why we need to kind of like find that middle ground of like becoming more mindful. Um, so anyway, I love metabolic conditioning for fat loss. Um, I think it is uh, by far the best method. Um, I'll say that sometimes I do have my clients just walk. So for the exact reasons that, that you had to, because sometimes if we're in a super stressed state, doing any more exercise is not necessary. We actually just need to kind of like start with nutrition, sleep, and stress release. Um, but if we're not in a, um, a if, if our adrenals haven't been totally taxed and, you know, we are, we are really just looking for the consistency of everything um, and just the getting into exercise as a whole. I love metabolic conditioning. I, none of my workouts are longer than 20 minutes, um, which it could be confusing. I'm a power lifter also, but this is what I battle because powerlifting workouts are super long. Um, so I tend to make them metabolic. I um, make them quick. And what it means to do a metabolic conditioning workout is it's a lot of volume and work packed into a short period of time. So it's not like a 60 or 90 minute class at the gym. It's not like going out for a steady state run. It's, uh, it's pretty intense, I'd say. Um, so what it looks like is you use compound movements with either your body weight or dumbbells or kettlebells or whatever resistance bands that you have. Um, and you're doing full body moves that are working a lot of your muscles at once and you're getting a big burn in your muscles, you're getting breathless. Um, there's a lot of key kind of markers to getting really um, intense. And then you work so hard that you have to rest. And then you, work, you rest so hard that you can get right back into the intensity again. And you do it for 20 minutes and then you're done. And that's good for most people, right? 20 minutes? 20 minutes, yeah. I mean, you don't even need a gym membership to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because that's like practical because people think that you need all of this stuff and like that stuff is nice, you know, to have it, but like it's not necessary. So yeah. uh, I think too that like 
consistency is really important. And to think like, oh, I only have to do this for 20 minutes is mm-hmm. very, uh, it just makes it more accessible to, it does. to somebody. Yeah, because um, we're, all, we're all really busy. And so yeah. if, if the option for you in your mind is, I either have to make it to the gym to a 60 minute or 90 minute workout or not work out at all, what's the better alternative? Um, yeah. But I actually, you know, I think it's, I, even if you had the time, uh, I prefer for, for you to do a really short, intense workout. And there's a reason, um, there's a reason metabolically why you want to do it. So just like chemically, when you're going for a long distance run, which is what most, um, most women in particular are doing, they're doing cardio to lose weight because you're burning more calories. Technically during a long run, you're going to burn more calories than you would in a 15 minute workout at that workout. But then what happens after the workout is the most important part. Um, When you stop running, you stop burning calories. When you stop uh, an an intense workout um, where you've used resistance and you've gotten breathless the whole time, you've worked out really intensely. And so intense, by the way, that like if you're getting intense in your workouts and you could still do them for 60 minutes, it's not intensity. Like Mm. you should be ready to be done after this right? Yes. Um, Keeping in mind that this is all scaled. It's a scalable process. So for women that I just went through a challenge for moms um, and some, and it was a mama bear moves challenge, it was called, and it was all about getting moms who were kind of like in hibernation to um, getting outside in the spring and getting moving again. And for, for some of them, they may not have been exercising at all. So for them to go into an intense, a super intense workout it might feel daunting, but your intensity is relative to whatever fitness level that you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, so always, you know, I'm a, I'm a big stickler on form, especially when I train women in person. Um, so you want to be working out with really good form, but you also just, you're working out to your relative intensity, which is different than my relative intensity. Yeah. And that makes it really personal and also like it's awesome to see you know body results and also results in like what you can do so instead of comparing yourself to somebody else like am i pushing myself further this week than i was two weeks ago so i really love how empowering that is as well yeah and sometimes (laughs) it's funny these workouts never get easy though yeah exactly (laughs) they never yeah no they're never easy it's like if it's easy it shouldn't you know it's not really like doing much except for walking right Um, and there's a reason why, like, me, like your body will get used to if you're going out and doing like a couch to 5K, which a lot of um, people that I begin working with have done in the past. Um, if you do those programs, I think any movement, by the way, is amazing. And I empower all of the women that I work with to move and do the exercise that they love. It's just if they say, I'm not getting results, I'm like, okay, we need yeah. to dial it in and let's get, let's get more intense. Yes. Um, so I'm a big I, I don't, I'm not dogmatic in the sense that like the, my way is the metabolic conditioning is the only way mm-hmm. it's the best way to get results because there's like science to it. Um, if you're going out for a long run and you're doing those <clears throat> 5k or couch to 5ks, it's going to get easier as you get in better uh, shape, right? Your body, you put your body under the stress of, a, of going out for a jog and then it gets easier and easier as you're more and more consistent. Your muscles are responding and growing and you're able to, um, your, your body is allowing you to do these things. 
but their body ends up using less energy to do it over time. So what most women find is if they're doing long, if they're doing aerobic exercise to lose weight, they're going to actually have to do more of it to keep that weight off because your body, your body is so super smart and it's adapting. Mm. I love Um, that you mentioned that because that's super common. And that's a really important part of any sort of fitness routine. Like uh, and adaptation is the, is what you should be looking for. Like you should be looking if you're doing the same type of fitness today that you were doing five years ago, using the same amount of weight, using, getting the same amount of reps. I encourage you to like do a little mental digging and be like, can I really, can I push myself more? You know, like, can I yeah. do something more here? Um, cause your body should be, you should be getting better. Like fitness should be a progressive thing. Um, but the intensity, your relative intensity is just going to change, right? So you're going to use heavier weights. You're going to get more reps. You're going to be able to get more rounds. And, you know, so that's why it's kind of cool to like, I have the girls when they're writing down my workouts, um, they print out my workouts and they kind of keep notes on it over time and they see how they're, they've grown. I love that. Cause that's motivating in itself too. Um, Because it's not like I'm going to, you know, beat myself up for 20 minutes. It's like, oh, let's see what I can do. Exactly. Totally different intention and mindset. Um, And I love how everything that we've talked about kind of goes together. Uh, The last question that I want to ask you before I get, I ask two quick fire questions at the end is, I know you're a mom and I know that you have two boys. And right now there's so much information out there about like how we should be feeding our kids and uh, how do we talk to them about food? So I would love if you could talk about the ways in which you empower your kids to have their own healthy relationship with food while still making sure that they're eating well and uh, you know nourishing meals. Yeah. Oh, I love that question. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, so I believe in some the way I grew up, my mom was um, super mindful about what she shopped for and stocked in her house. Um, and she was like, I, I fully believe that she was trying to give me all the tools. I tended to, <laughs> I tended to, so I would, you know, she wouldn't have really great snacks. None of my friends wanted to come over after school because we didn't have great snacks in the <laughs> me cabinet. Too. Same. So I would go over to my friend's houses and I remember like housing um, bowls of cereal and, um, going babysitting. Oh my God. I used to babysit and I would, um, eat their food and then like hide the wrappers at the bottom of the, like, like they wouldn't know that I ate all their fruit snacks. You know? I know, right? Like incognito. <laughs> I used to do that too. Yeah. Um, which I guess looking back, like, uh, I should have been like, Hey, this might be a problem. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I think that it's a, you're never going to get it fully right because my mom had the best of intentions and did and really educated us. Like I remember her being like, where's your protein? And I remember making fun of her and being like, where's your protein? (laughs) But so she was always doing, I, I, she was always like asking me to go to the gym with her. She was always um, trying to do the best for our family. Um, So I think first of all, if you're, if you're a mom trying to influence your family, you're just always doing your best. So read, read the latest studies, you know, do, do the best you can. And just know that like, don't, you know, you're not going to always get it right because maybe we'll follow one thing and we'll realize that studies show that that's not like my mom used to buy margarine and it was because we all had high cholesterol in our house and it was during the like cholesterol is terrible for you phase. Um, so do your best, but the tactical things that I do to make sure that my kids 
um, grow up feeling great around food is number one, I never talk to them about if I've eaten something that I'm not proud of, or like if I have like a couple extra slices of pizza and maybe I was like kind of blacked out and ate too much pizza, you know, we all do it. I'm never like, oh, I feel so gross. I shouldn't have eaten that. Mm. So I'm really careful about my words. I never talk about, I really want my kids to grow up. They're boys. Um, and it's a different conversation for, for young girls. Um, but I think it's the same in the sense that boys can grow up with the same body image issues as, as girls do. And so I never use like fat. I never use any of those derogatory terms. Um, I never talk about their bodies in the sense that like they need to look a certain way or they're getting too chubby or anything like that. Um, and I want to empower them around food. So when my six-year-old gets off the bus in the afternoon, um, I stock the kitchen with things that I'd like them to eat, but I let him go over to the cabinet and choose whatever he wants. And I don't really have restriction on it except for if he pulls out three things. Okay. You know? And I'll say to him like, hey, Ben, we're just going to choose like one or two things. Or if you're going to get a snack bar, let's have some, um, let's have some berries with it. You know? And so I want him to have the autonomy to choose some of his meals because most of the other ones are chosen for him. Mm -hmm. um, but then we talk about things just in a fun way. Like moms educate their kids. So I really, I'm always like, hey, Ben, what's that? And he always knows, like it's all the macronutrients is what I talk to them about. I'm like, hey, what's your what's your strawberries right there? What's that? And he's like, it's fiber, but it's, but it has sugar too. And it's never like it throws it. And so we talk about it. And I'm like, hey, what's your chicken? He's like, this is my protein. Oh my god, it's cool. It's amazing, and it's, it's simple. Yeah, it's simple and it's fun, and it's like they know that this is what I do for a living. They hear me do my Instagram stories and everything. Yeah. Um, so I think letting our kids be aware and most of the time, if they feel bad, like my kids are not perfect, don't have perfect diets by any means. We go to birthday parties or parades or special occasions and they eat pure white sugar. And I just, I, I think we have to, we have to make the choices that are right for us. But sometimes the organic moms groups on Facebook, sometimes I'm like, nope, I can't be in there because even knowing all the things that I do about nutrition, I still don't think it has to be perfect. I think kids, kids can grow up being exposed to everything because if they're not, they might, they might, you know, just like they might have a tough time being able to choose things in moderation later. Totally. And it's almost like a breeding ground for an eating disorder too. Yeah. Um, like you could do so well. Yeah. So well educating that they'll just want to go eat everything that, that they know that you wouldn't want them to eat because you're trying to control through so much. And I think it's, this is the same with parenting in any capacity. Mm -hmm. If your kids have a say in the process and they're, they have some autonomy in the process and you feel, you make them feel like they're like, have them cook with you too, yes. you know? Um, and they feel like they're a part of it. It's less like, no, you need to eat this food. Um, and more of like they're making the choices. So they don't feel like if there's any sort of, um, if there's hard discipline around anything, kids are just, that's their, that's their goal is to push, push up against the boundaries. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. So. And, and getting, and kids love getting involved in stuff. And like, oh. I'm sure your kids love talking about what type of foods are on their plate and like, even in cooking, I've learned like, cause I've taught kids to cook. Uh, mm -hmm. I used to teach, uh, 
I spent about a year and a half teaching low-income kids. I would go into the schools and we would cook a meal together and then eat it afterwards. And they were like using a big knife and stuff. Oh my God, that's amazing. It was amazing. It was one of the best experiences ever. And I really learned probably a lot more than I taught them just from being with them. For sure. Um, And they love a task. Like they're all like ready and <laughs> just totally. tell me what to do. They just loved it. So I think it's really important that we educate them and we really tell them what is important so then they can go off in the world and make their own empowered decisions, even from a young age. Absolutely. I honestly, I couldn't agree more. And I think that's really like, it's the kids just, kids just want to model what you're modeling. And so if you're also modeling, like they want to, they want to do what you're modeling. So if you're modeling uh, flexibility around your diet. Um, but letting them know, Hey, if you don't feel great right now, it's probably because of the food choices, like maybe yes. so much candy. Um, so I think there's so much in what we teach them and then, then a ton in, in what we model. And if you model that you love cooking healthy, nutritious foods, they're, they're going to love, they're going to love that process with you. What about keeping stuff in the house? Like really junky stuff? Um, so my kids know all my hiding spots, so, <laughs> um, but, but I don't think that, so I think that there's better choices for a lot of foods that many kids are eating. I'm not super impressed with like the meals that are available at, at schools. Um, mm-hmm. that's why I like, but I let Ben, like, I know the chicken soup that he's having isn't organic chicken. Well, I don't know that. In fact, I should mm-hmm. research that. Um, but I don't, I don't quite care because we're not going to do it perfectly all the time. Um, But I like that my house, I am mindful about the decisions that I make. I dirty dozen, I get all organic. I like my foods to be, um, my kids are actually both pretty gluten um, that they have gluten. I expose them to it, but we just don't have a ton of it. Mm -hmm. And we, if we have gluten, I know it's coming from good sources Um, or I try to have it come from good sources and that's the thing. We can't get too bogged down in everything because it would be a full-time job trying to make our house fully organic. Yes, um, fully. So that's a question I get a lot is like, what can I keep in the house? Should I have Oreos in there? Um, I think yes, honestly. Yeah. I, I think, think yes. so too. I think so too, because then like they can learn. It's even for adults. Like then you can learn how to navigate yourself in a world where like we can get whatever we want at all times and when we're going to go places right. that are involved in life, like a birthday, whatever it is, where you can make your own decision. Exactly. And I don't necessarily like for the adults that I coach, if they have triggers, I say get them out of the house initially. Initially, um, yes. And I don't always coach for them to bring them back in the house, but it, that, that's where it gets tricky because if your partner, spouse, kids are eating something totally different than you, that's going to be super challenging. Um, so for the most part, if mom is working or dad um, is working on his health, usually the family is too. Like everybody comes along because mm-hmm. that's how you make it a lifestyle. But um, my kids get, I get them these um, Newman's own mint, um, mint cream filled Oreos and they're organic, but there's, there's tons of sugar in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be really careful because if I had one, I'd want a lot. So, yeah. and that's just my personality. So I'm not like beating myself up about it. So honestly, there's foods that I keep in the pantry for my kids that I just won't touch. Yeah. Same and, well, with my fiance. Um, right. You know, he eats a bunch of stuff and I'm just like, I'm not going to tell him not to have it here. You know, right. so I just don't even deal with it. 
Right. And I think that's kind of like, it goes back to just kind of like knowing yourself and um, kind of giving yourself the benefit of being successful by saying no to yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think we grew up in this world where ever, like everything needs to be like super easy. Yes. <laughs> not, totally. like, Especially now, instant gratification, right. no discipline. Right. Kids get, kids get trophies at everything that they go to. Yes. That but too. like, I, I think it has to be hard for a little bit and that's okay. Um, so I think you just like, I, I always have some, I don't always have it, but if I have candy in the house, like the kids know the hiding spots and kids are going to gravitate towards it. Sugar is amazing. You know, they, they love it. Um, but I always kind of talk to them about like, especially after like Halloween, like we have, we have one, um, one bar a day after Halloween. And then I end up like tossing or donating the rest of it, you know, cause they just don't need all that stuff. Yeah. Well, I think that's a really healthy perspective and something that moms that are listening can really implement um, in their lives. So I could talk to you forever, (laughs) (laughs) probably. Um, I always ask two questions at the end that are quick fire. Um, So I'm a big reader. I'm always reading like 10 books at a time. Um, So I'm curious if like you're reading a book right now that's really making a big impact on you or if you just have books in your mind that have really influenced you in a positive way. I'm actually walking with my computer so I can answer this question intelligently because I'm reading and I never remember authors, so I really want to get it right. Um, So hold on. So one that I really love So my mom gave this to me, The Untethered Soul. Oh, I love that book. By Michael Singer. Yes. Isn't it just like, it's such a, like, every, so simple. It's, it's simple, but it's, um, but it's really complex. Yes, and- it is. Like the most, the simplest things are the most complex, but I, that was like my gateway into that world. Yeah. And I, and I think that like it, it, I have, my mom made notes in the margins. I made notes in the margins. Like I kind of keep rereading sections. Um, but the reason why I love it is because the untethered soul is basically about um, becoming more intuitive with yourself and, and like getting out of your own way, but like being more of like an observer in your life for sometimes. Um, I'm really big. I'm super woo woo. So it's just, it's a book that I love. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were woo woo. So oh, yeah. I. Yeah, like I, I love, love ther- I love therapy. I love. Oh my god, me too. I mean, I could talk about psychology for forever, um, and and I actually love the fact that there's so much crossover in what I do. Um, most of what I do is not talking about like science. I know the science so that I can help with the implementation. Mm-hmm. But a lot of what I do is just like how you're relating to yourself, like talking about like why you even want to lose weight in the first place. That's yes. kind of usually the first step to my programs. Yes. You know? Um, and then talking about like the tactical tools for how to do it. But yeah, I'm, I love self-help stuff. I love kind of like, I just did something really cool that I did like a muscle. It was basically like a muscle energy test for foods. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. So I'm just like, I'm into just kind of like all the different ways that I can check in spiritually, spiritually, you know? I love that. Yeah. I just became Reiki certified. 
Oh, you did? Yeah. Like, so like a month, two, three months ago in February. Um, So I've loved getting into that whole world. I'm actually going to my first session to have somebody do it on me tomorrow. Oh, awesome. So I'll keep you posted on how that goes. Oh my God. That's awesome. Are you Um, going to Mexico? Yes. Okay. Oh, good. Maybe so I could do Reiki on all of you guys. Would you? Oh my God. Of course. That's so exciting. <laughs> of course. I love it. Um, and I totally believe in all of that, like the energy and. Oh, me too. I love it. Um, so the last question I ask is a little bit morbid, but I love getting the answer to this question. Okay. If you were on death row, what would be your last meal? Ooh. You know what? I've thought of my answer to this so many times, but it always changes. You know, I think on death row, my last meal, I think it would be a margarita pizza. <laughs> I, it's so simple again, but it's so delicious. And it has no protein. I know, right? <laughs> but it, can, I ha- can I have something after the pizza? Oh, of course. You can have oh. like full-on courses and stuff. All right. So I would start... I would start with a Caesar salad, which I know sounds ridiculous. I would have a, a margarita pizza and then I'd have Sour Patch Kids. I, that's my favorite candy. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite that, non-chocolate candy by far. That sounds so random. My answer to that question would be different in like an hour, I'm sure. I know. Me too. I'm, I, like, I'm a foodie. I love food. Me um, too. But yeah, I just love margarita pizza with, t- with, a, ton of, um, with a ton of salt. Delicious. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Um, I had so much fun and I think that you're just so, I love the way you present information and I love how you back it up with like a real like human quality about you. Um, I just think that that's really needed in coaching out there. So tell everybody what you have going on and where they can find you online. Sure. So um, you can find me uh, online. My website is jessicaor.com. I'm on Instagram as Jessica Orr. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. My page is Be Powerful for Women. Uh, I have a free community for moms. It's called the Powerful Mom Community. So that's on Facebook. You could just search for that and I'll invite you right in. And then um, for my programs, I have private one-on-one coaching. Uh, There's an application on my website. And then I also have um, a, it's called Be Powerful Lifestyle Club, because as we've talked about today, this is all a journey. And so basically what I do is I have a lifestyle club with a monthly membership and um, women are in there um, getting workouts, getting nutrition help. I, next week I'm doing like a starch 101 um, to help them kind of identify what starches work best for them and why we even need to understand and be educated around starch. Um, so those are the things that are going on. And um, every January, I do my Right to Ignite program, which I've talked about today. Love that. So we will definitely put everything in the show notes. Be sure to reach out to Jess Please if you do. want to talk to her, if you have any questions. And thank you for being on. I had thank such you. a good time. You should see. You should go on to Instagram. Instagram and see the picture that I just put up of you before our interview because I took a screenshot of you cooking. Oh, I love it. I'm going to check it <laughs> and out. And I was like, I can't wait to talk to this woman. So oh. I, um, I, I absolutely am so, I'm so grateful that I listened to you speak in LA because you've changed, you literally, I felt very comfortable in the kitchen, but now I feel even more like just free to do what I want in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and you've given me such awesome tools. So I definitely look forward to doing some of your programs as well. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll see you in Mexico. See you in Mexico in just like three weeks. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. To find the show notes for this episode, visit ashleypardo.com. Follow Ashley on social media at Ashley K. Pardo. If you enjoy the show, please share it with your family and friends and give us some love by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating and review on iTunes.